unleash a winner's mindset. This podcast is meant to help people who feel stuck and want to step to the next level. It's time to break bad habits and find the mindset needed to live your best life. With Chris with Unleash, you will get tips and advice in making better and healthier choices. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's going on, you guys? Your boy, Chris Unleash. It has been quite a minute since I've made an episode with you guys. So today I'm going to share with you five unpopular opinions uh, that in regards to fitness. Five unpopular fitness opinions that again, like people most often hear about, look it up, hear about, like from one trainer to another, they see it on the social media. It's just, this is an unpopular opinion. And starting with number one, the number one unpopular fitness idea is that abs are made in the gym, not the kitchen. I said what I said, abs are made in the gym, not the kitchen. Now in the kitchen, your abs are revealed. You know, based on what you eat, your abs will be revealed. But Abs, just like any muscle, they need to be worked on. They need to be developed. They need You need to still put in the work. And, you know, as far as, like, abs are muscle, and just like any other muscle, to grow and develop, you must train them. What you eat is what will reveal or hide your abs. Many people avoid training abs, and if they do, they'll keep their ab training at a minimal, you know. And it's very often you'll see as far as just someone doing a sit-up, uh, just a few sit-ups here and there. They'll do some bicycles here and there. And they still wonder, like, I'm always doing abs, but it's just still not forming. There's still nothing there. You know, and instead of training abs once in a blue moon or, like, once a week or so, try doing it almost every day, right? Consider it as doing it like a warm-up, right? Like, you do your – you can warm up getting on the treadmill or so just to get your blood flowing and then do some abs, get out of the way because a lot of people try to keep it in the end. And then once you're done with their exercise, they're already tired, like, oh, I'll leave it for next time. Try doing your abs first before your workout. Ask for warm-up too and do them every single day. Abs are a small muscle of your body. So unlike your larger muscles, such as your back, your legs, these muscles take a much longer time to recover, right? And that being said, you got to train them at least, I mean, or at least train them just twice a week. Not every day. You don't want to burn out your muscle. You don't want to have a slow recovery and not have any development, putting all this work for nothing because then you just burn out your muscle. Abs, on the other hand, you can do abs almost every single day. And that being said, you do abs every day, you're going to develop your abs. And even at a higher body fat percentage, you'll be able to see them as to not doing abs at all. As a matter of fact, you can actually see your abs compared to someone at, let's say, a 13, 14% body fat that actually do train abs almost every single day you'll have a better chance of seeing their abs than someone at 9% that doesn't train them at all. They'll actually have to flex the shit out of their abs. And it sounds weird to say that doesn't make sense. Why is it that the one with less body fat percentage? Again, your abs will actually develop. You want to form that muscle, that little bulk. So even with like myself, if I'm at 21%, like even with fat around, you can still semi-see some of my abs. And I've also noticed that too. You know, out of experience, I've noticed it too that when I do actually train abs consistently, I'll see them. They're there, they're formed, my obliques and everything. As to when I don't train them at all and I'm dropping body fat percentage, just like, where the hell are my abs? You know, so that being said, it is actually recommended that you do train abs at the gym more frequently because abs are made in the gym. It's in the kitchen where they will be revealed. Not in the kitchen, literally. It's about what you eat, right? Some of y'all want to be all literal and smart ass. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know, as far as what you eat and as far as eating clean, it's what's going to reveal how your abs look. Number two, unpopular fitness opinion is that avoiding carbs 
is the best way to lose weight. Yeah, that's another unpopular, unpopular opinion. Avoiding carbs is the best way to lose weight. Now, avoiding carbs can help lose weight. Problem is that people don't know what exactly contains carbs or will actually access their food intake that will make it pointless. When I'm talking about going carbless, I'm not talking about doing keto. I mean, you can avoid carbs and lose weight, but if you slip and aren't aware about reverse dieting, you can go from losing an X amount of weight to gaining it all back and some in less than half the time it took you to lose all that weight. When people go from having a regular meal consumption in their daily routine to completely changing their meals uh, to having no carbs, no sugar of any kind, their temptations will be put like will be placed like to test. Their mood are going to be tested. Not to mention the energy is going to be dropping real low and it's going to come with a real bad headache. And that being said, you're going to start thinking, like, oh, you know what? I, I, just, I need something. I, I, this headache, I can't stand it. You know, I'm, I haven't had sugar in a while. Like you start getting these ugly moods. You get moody, you get mad. And that's all because you're avoiding carbs. And if you have no control, chances are you're going to slip. And without the whole doing the reverse dieting, you know, you're going to pretty much go into something bad, an excessive amount of carbs. And then all of that work you put in of not having carbs, like it just went to shit. You know, most people often will jump into some fitness challenge, do the meal plan that is given to them that has no carbs. And if they follow it, they will see great results. They will. But once they finish the fitness challenge and not continue it, along with the meal plan, they fall back right where they started without the guidance. And then, you know, the next thing they know is like, oh, you know, well, this is what happens when you don't do a challenge. When actually, you can actually still keep the body you want as far as like you have to continue eating healthy or they're going to think, no, I have to do this no carb any like there's no carb thing because otherwise I can wait and carbs are now the enemy. No, you just got to do reverse dieting. And the, the example I can put is like, let's say you do, um, let's say you go four weeks, you go four weeks of um, having 100 grams of, uh, I'm sorry, let's say you go one week, like out of the four weeks, one week you have 200 grams of carbs. The following week you have 100. The following you have 75. The following you have 50 or almost none, right? Reverse dieting is that you go from 50, then 75, then 100, then 200. So you're talking about you're adding your carbs little by little by little every other week, reversing your diet so you don't mess with your metabolism, right? Number three, an unpopular fitness opinion is in order to grow, you must go heavy. You must lift them heavy ass weights so you can grow some size. Now, that does help out. They can make a difference as far as doing progressive overload. But it's not necessarily the only way or the actual way to grow some size. For a beginner, any weight will provide results, any sort of weight. The problem today now is that our social media feed is filled with people pushing and lifting two to four plates, heavy ass weight, and the people see their size and like, damn, I need to do that so I can look like that guy. I need to lift weight like that so I can be that size. When down to it, like, you're just gonna end up messing your body up because of ego lifting. You're gonna screw your spine, your back, your posture, you know, as far as that, you're gonna pull something you don't want to without doing it right. So a lot of people wanna jump into these kind of workouts because these great athletes, don't get me wrong, these great athletes, like they go straight into heavy lifting and hopes that one day the people watching them is gonna look like them in a short time frame. Though lifting heavy weight is kind of far from the truth, though it will kind of make you grow, but not the way you want it to or as fast as you want it to. To be honest, I know guys 
who are smarter than me and that have greater strength than I do. Like they can actually outlift me and yet they're smarter. And you'd be wondering, well, how the hell is that guy? Like I wonder, I'm like, how is that guy smarter than me? Like if he's lifting more than I am or, or same thing with others. There is guys that I'm bigger than, I'm sorry. There's guys that I'm smarter than there's guys that are bigger than me. And yet I outlift them. I allow, I outlift these guys. And you know, you would wonder, well, like, well, like, how is it that you're not bigger or big as that guy? Again, besides the fact that genetics does come into play is that it also has to do with your type of training and also has to do a lot with what you eat. So it comes down to your metabolic stress and your workout is your metabolic stress. What is metabolic stress? It's your hypertrophy training when you're doing your high reps, high reps of an excessive amount of weight. And then from there, you, you know, work with uh, whether it's drop sets, supersets, pyramid sets, etc. doing high reps, putting your muscle under a lot of tension. So as far as that, like another one would be um, through the muscle under tension, time under tension, putting your muscle under a lot of tension. I'm saying as far as uh, Jenny, you want me to answer your question through the DMs? I will. Right after this episode, I'll make sure I'll be going over any questions, any comments you guys may have. Feel free to shoot me a message, put a comment, and I'll be more than happy to respond and help you guys out. Give you any value that may help you help you with your journey. So going back as far as I mentioned, besides time under tension, I'm talking about like doing your weights like slowly, you know, not, not excessive, not like you're in a rush, like negatives. Such as doing an eccentric movement with movements such as like a bicep, bicep curls on your way down from a bicep curl, you're taking it down slowly. Time under tension puts your muscle under a lot of stress that helps that growth with it. So besides that, before I myself studied in becoming a trainer or a competitor, I was an average gym goer. I would spend time, I would spend hours at the gym. And I mean hours. I'm talking about like two to three hours a day. And I would lift weights doing my high reps. I would implement powerlifting in my, into my routine. And though my body did get some size, it was never good enough considering the amount of time and effort I put into the gym. I'm lifting, pushing, pulling, excessive amount of weight, and yet my body would not just grow more size. And I was like, why, why, why the hell? I literally stayed at a certain weight for a long time, but I couldn't pass the certain weight I was at for a very long time until I made a tremendous change with my nutrition. What I ate came down to like the amount that I was eating. I was moving and putting my body through so much stress. I was eating so much like, I'm sorry, I was moving so much weight, pushing so much weight, yet my eating habit was the same. And you're talking about I would only eat like maybe twice, three times if I was lucky, I would have a protein shake every now and then. My water intake was shit. I would have like two, three water bottles, two water bottles, three water bottles every day or every other day. So I wasn't even up, like upkeeping with my nutrition or my water. Considering the fact, like I mentioned before, 80% of your muscle is water. Yet I'm sweating, I'm pushing, I'm burning calories, and I'm not making anything up for it. So that is what had helped, like held me down in a certain way, regardless of the time I was spending at the gym. So... After that, like I said, once I made an improvement with my nutrition and my water, that is when I started getting some size. That is when I started like growing and growing. I'm like, all right, I should have done this a long time ago because I started this a long time ago. But like I mentioned, it wasn't until I started really studying. it. Also, I didn't have a trainer then. I've never had a personal trainer to guide me. I literally had to find this out on my own until I actually uh, ran into a few other trainers, great trainers. Shout out to Isaiah Gaona. Learned so much from other trainers. 
And there's still so much that I'm learning today. Okay. Number four, lifting weights. And this, this is something a lot of y'all hear, and I say it too. But lifting weights is the best way to lose weight. And you hear this often, and I'm sure you've seen it a lot within like people on TikTok, like how to lose weight. Pop, pop. You want to lift more weights, tot, 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 non-cardio, pop. Like, no, you won't lose weight by lifting weights. And I say this, hold, hold with me for a second. Just hold, hold that thought for a second. Let me explain why. Many of my clients will often begin their, their training journey with me. And first, they'll see a few pounds drop in the beginning. And eventually, the number on the scale just doesn't budge. They, like, it doesn't make much of a difference or much of a change eventually. So then they begin to question and they wonder. My clothes is feeling loose. My pant size are no longer what they used to be. I can see and feel my body changing, but yet my weight is still the same. What the hell is wrong with me? Why, why does the scale have the same number, but yet my body is still changing? Like, how, how, what's, what's going on? Well, keep in mind, muscle outweighs body fat. So you can weigh the same while your body is still changing. Lifting weights isn't the best way to lose weight, but it is to drop your body fat percentage. Let me say that again. Losing weight, I'm sorry, yeah, like lifting weights isn't the best way to lose weight, but it is to drop your body fat percentage. So isn't that the idea though? Like the idea is to drop body fat percentage, not so much just on weight, because down to it, your weight is based off three things. It's your water weight, it's your uh, muscle, muscle mass weight, and your body fat weight, right? So if you're up in your water, you're up in your muscle, and your body fat's dropping, the number on the scale isn't going to change, but your body is. Now, I've always encouraged my clients to do an in-body so they can see where the body really stands. I've seen it countless times where clients will see their weight exactly the same, but in the in-body, it will show they lost 5 pounds of body fat, gained 2.5 pounds of muscle, and 2.5 pounds of water weight. The more muscle mass you have, it's going gonna, it's gonna to burn off more calories on your body, especially when you're doing, uh, doing cardio, right after your weightlifting. Here's one thing quick that I, I want to mention to you guys as a tip. One, don't go into the gym straight into stretching and then work out. Don't go straight into weightlifting without warming up. Warming up is going to help you out, your body being more flexible. It will help avoid injuries. So you want to warm up with at least like 10 minutes just moving around, whether it's on the treadmill or it's just moving your body around, moving your arm around, moving your leg around, doing leg swings. And then once your heart rate is already going, it's already pacing. Once you already feel like your body's warmed up, then you can start stretching and then start your workout. Don't skip up. Don't skip your warmups. If you're not doing yourself a favor. Another thing you can do as a warmup is like, let's say if you go to, if you're going to go squat, squat with your body weight first, do about two sets, one or two sets of 15 to 20 reps of doing just your body weight. If you're going to bench, do about 15, 20 push-ups. And, and I'm talking about like if you're not getting on the treadmill. I'm just talking about like warm your body up and then, you know, get into the exercise. Number five, unpopular fitness reason number five. To drop body fat, you need to do more cardio. More cardio will make you lose more body fat. Though cardio does burn a great amount of calories off your body, it can never outwork a bad diet. This is very obvious. This is something a lot of people have probably heard so many amount of times. And there's some who probably never heard it. But I'm going to say it. Doing cardio doesn't outburn or outwork a bad diet. You can literally get greater results, faster results, 
and avoiding a chocolate bar, a meal from a drive-thru, than running 10 miles. I said what I said. You can literally, like, if you were to change your bad nutrition habit, if you're, if you're somebody that likes a chocolate here and there, eats a few bag of chips here and there, you can have a bag of chips and eat your chicken and broccoli and you're still messing your, your, with your nutrition up because you're having the bag of chips. Now, I'm, I'm a lover for chips. I love chips. I have a sweet tooth. Don't get me wrong. Like, I do. There is certain substitutions you can work with or limit yourself, literally limit yourself when you're having these few things. For example, me, whenever it comes to chips, I'll have tostadas and like like a 46-calorie tostada. And I'll get one, break it, and those are my chips. Rather than a bag of chips that probably says like four servings of 160 calories every serving. A lot of people don't pay attention behind these serving sizes. So it messes with the macros. Or they'll look at like, oh, look, it's only 160 calories. Look at the serving size. Look at the serving size in your chips, in the chocolate, in the candy. The sugar is the hardest thing to burn off. So whenever you're having, besides having a burger, you're actually, I'd rather my clients have a burger than having a Snickers bar. But the idea what I'm trying to get here about unpopular reason number five is that Doing more cardio will make you lose more body fat. No, it's being in control, of course, a calorie deficit. Besides the calorie deficit, it's what make you lose more body fat. And I say it like that because I see it all the time. The whole, like, the best way to lose weight, calorie deficit. Best to lose weight, calorie deficit. Explain it. And, and obviously, like, yes, no shit. I mean, it's now all around, calorie deficit. But what the fuck does that mean? Well, obviously it means being in control of your calories, but a lot of people just like, that's, that doesn't tell me much. You know, obviously, yes, I know I need to eat healthy. Yes, I know I need to avoid chips. Yes, I know I shouldn't be eating cookies, but is there a balance? And there is, there is a certain balance where you can still enjoy certain foods you do like. You don't have to suffer and be going through shit. As far as like, I can never have a burger or I can never have a donut again if I want to have the body. No, you, you can, you legit can, you're human. And that shit is delicious. I'm human. I'm a trainer. And I still eat pizza. I'll still eat a donut. I'll still eat some chocolate here and there. But there is a balance, right? The idea is to not just slip and then just stay in that ride of slipping, staying in that slip the whole time, just getting off track real easily. If you can control the amount that you have, and I'm not talking about like, well, instead of eating three, I'm only going to have one every day. I'm, I'm talking about like literally control. Instead of having three a day, Try to have two per week. You see the difference? Imagine three a day, right? Three times seven, that's 21. Two per week, 21. Two. Try to make the macro or calorie comparison. There's your calorie deficit. There's what you'll see as far as that change where you're making a change in your body. Same thing with chips. If you're somebody that loves chips, just like myself, and you have chips almost in every meal or as far as like every single day, you know, start going from every day to every other day to just three times a week, to two times a week, to making one bag of chip last all week, to start making little just changes from instead of having that hot Cheetos, now you're having Quest chips. And then from there, like your body's changing. These are your calorie deficit patterns, your, your greater habits where your body starts changing with it. So those are your number five. I'm gonna go over them real quick. Your, my five unpopular fitness opinion is one, are not made in the kitchen. They're made in the gym. Two is avoiding carbs is the best way to lose weight. Mm -mm. Three, in order to grow, you must live heavy weight. 
It's not the only way. And nutrition plays a, a bigger role than just lifting heavy ass weights. Or is lifting weights is the best way to lose weight? No, it's the best way to drop your body fat percentage, not lose weight. And five, to drop body fat, you must do more cardio. Don't doing more cardio is one thing I always recommend to a lot of clients and most competitors will do. We will increase our cardio because we're trying to get to a, to a single digit body fat percentage. But again, not everybody's looking to compete. And yet again, like you must still do your cardio, but at the end of the day, your calorie deficit is what's gonna come into play and it's gonna be more important to do than just cardio. You can never outwork a bad diet. This is your boy, Chris and Alicia. You guys, thank you so much for tuning, tuning in. It feels so good to be back. Stay tuned for the next episode with Unleash, Owner's Mindset with Chris and Alicia. Much love, y'all take care. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with Unleash, a winner's mindset with Chris to Unleash podcast. I hope you got value and tips from this episode. If you'd like to unleash your potential with me as your mentor, you can contact me on Instagram and Facebook at Chris Unleash. Thank you again for listening in.